This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Fuck you, NHL. <laughs> Fuck you and your motherfucking crew. And Fuck the NHL the as a label, as a, what, what, what was the line from Hit Em Up? Does anybody remember it? All right, Alex, why don't you start the podcast? Hit him, oh, hit him no, up, style. Like, hit him up, style. <laughs> yeah, what was the line? Fuck the NHL as a label, as a oh something else, and as a motherfucking crew. Uh. <laughs> Close enough. Welcome to another episode of Panther Puri. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Lopez. Joining me, as always, is TJ Peterson. And Fuck the, the NHL. And part of the podcast, Roy Bellamy from the Dan Levitard Show. Oh, and uh, back you forgot about Jacob. <laughs> no, I didn't forget about. You did him. not forget anymore. So you got the you got billing over over Jacob. But yeah, I'm back, bitches. Back uh, and by the way, it's not the NHL's fault. It's well, it's it is the fault. NHL's fault. It's partly their fault, but it's ESPN's fault. It's ESPN also ESPN's fault. Yeah, yeah, ESPN picked the Panthers because they had all they picked. They picked the, the Rangers. Like, the Rangers, yeah, that's what I meant. They picked the Rangers because a market <laughs> two. They already picked the Heat series. That's, that's, I guess they didn't want to do both. I think that the ESPN has always, or at least for the last few years, they have the Eastern Conference Finals as a default. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I mean, let's just backtrack, and obviously this is where we're going to start today's podcast. So as everyone knows, the Panthers have been put head-to-head with the Miami Heat for all but one game of this playoff series. Obviously, the Florida Panthers are not happy. And how that happened, as we we found out today, is that ESPN essentially selected the Rangers uh, Carolina Hurricanes series over the Florida Panthers Tampa Bay Lightning series because they believe it's a better marketing draw. And guess what? They're correct. It is. It's the New York freaking Rangers. Biggest team in the league. Yeah, it's the biggest. Well, big. Uh, but Toronto's yeah. the biggest. Uh, team biggest in the league. Nope, biggest team in the league. Look it's at the, the biggest team in America, probably. Look at the franchise metric. values. Look at the franchise okay. values. The Rangers are number one. Well, okay, yeah, because okay. The, the arena, yeah, sure. Okay, but in terms of overall fan, I mean, Toronto's probably is correct. But in terms of national draw for the U.S., it's the Rangers. It's not really debatable. The issue, and I and I mentioned it on our Twitter feed earlier today, the problem is, is this is a failing by the NHL from going all the way back to the beginning of the season. It started when they didn't give the Panthers any national TV games and like seven games on ES that were ESPN plus exclusives. And then even with flex scheduling and the fact that they knew the Panthers were a juggernaut from day, like one week into the season, they only flexed two Panthers games in the prime time. Uh, it, it took a, a second bout of COVID for that to happen, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. this is a failing that goes back all the way to the beginning of the season by the NHL, by ESPN, 
they had an opportunity to start marketing the Florida Panthers as the team you have to see, and they never did. And I think that the major thing they could have done here, even if you want to make the argument, which I would probably agree with that, even if they had marketed the Panthers, like it's still a local market sport and the Rangers are always going to be more relevant. It didn't, it wouldn't have mattered if the Rangers snuck in with 95 points and then won, you know, in game seven overtime in a fluky way. Oh wait, that did happen. But Mm -hmm. you know, still people think the Rangers are a good team and you know, whatever. But my point is going to be, and actually I'm going to echo what Mike Ryan said on today's local hour. The series should have started on Monday. Like the NHL will make the argument, oh, the Lightning didn't have enough rest. Okay, we'll win the fucking series in less than seven games then. This game should have been today. It should have been tonight. But the round ended on Sunday. They could have announced that as soon as that series was set on Saturday that the first game is going to be today. I mean, it would have been the same amount of advance notice. And look, the NBA did the same thing. They announced the full Eastern Conference final schedule without knowing whether it was going to be Milwaukee or Boston that was playing the Heat. And the NHL could have done the same thing. And, and and didn't Boston get one day off? Didn't they play Sunday? Their game, their game five, their game seven was Sunday. Yeah, they're right? only getting yeah. one day off. It's the exact yeah. same amount of rest that the Lightning would be getting if they played today. Yeah, it's not a rest argument because the reality is you had St. Louis and. Um, oh yeah, it would have been Blues Avalanche the, as the late game. Yeah, like why why did that not happen? Yeah, Blues I don't Avalanche understand. Could have dropped tonight. Panthers Lightning could have dropped tonight. I mean, you literally have a night where there's no NBA games, no NHL games. Like, how do you drop the ball this bad if you're the NHL? Just don't get it. I mean, it's a mistake of effort. And I don't want to call it effort proportions, but it's it's the same mistakes the NHL has been making for 15 years now where they do not market their best teams. They market their best locations. And then, you know, we want to, you know, kind of shame ESPN a bit. It's on you guys as well. Like when you guys signed the deal, bringing back the NHL, we had that viral video of Stephen A. Smith going like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk icing. I'm going to talk Rangers. I'm going to talk McDavid. I'm going to talk Ovechkin. I'm going to talk Crosby. You know how many times he talked any of those things this year? None. You know how many times you see it on uh, uh, Get Up Hockey? None. All the NHL does, is, uh, all the ESPN does is NHL highlights. There's never any in other than like the pregame shows, there's never any analysis during the day. None of their talking heads. I mean, Roy, you were part of the machine for a long time. How often was your content dictated by what ESPN wanted you to promote that was coming on their airwaves later that night? Majority. Like, okay. uh, we, yeah, we get billboards saying, hey, this is, what, this is what's happening tonight. Fit it in. And that's what we did. Although, right now, I am steadfastly getting tired of seeing the playoff commercial they have, you know, with – that guys get a party going back that that that, that song you know yeah Andrew i do WK. love that song though good song well there's a reason why i'm i'm steadfastly tired of that commercial because the very last image of hockey that you see before they put the graphics saying oh it does game tonight Sidney crosby raising the cup why is he the last thing that i see on that commercial yeah oh fuck that no 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 the lightning <laughs> won last year why isn't it Steven Stamkos? Why is it Sidney Crosby? It I, makes no more sense. More people know Crosby is the only thing I can yeah, come up but with. He's not and that's an NHL problem. problem. That is an True. NHL problem. He's like, not walking real. your players. Yeah, they, that's all the NHL does. That is, is something that the, the NHL teams. has always struggled with, marketing true stars. The he's NHL not even the best player in the league anymore. If that, if I can say he was the 
best player in the league at all during his career. I will never ever say that. Crosby? Yeah, I will never ever say that he was the best. He player absolutely any year. was the best player. I, in I, I, again, for again, quite a while. Again, I said I will never say that. Okay, you don't have to. I'll he say it for correct, him. but he's never going to yeah. say it. I'm never going to say that. He won't. And he's it. certainly not this year because the Hart Trophy is going to go to Conor McDavid. This quick, quick question, Roy. Oh, I could do, go you, to do you know when Penguins well, Game One of their series is? Do you happen to know that? Next season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometime in October. That's right. The season opener. It's not in a preseason. What was your reaction to um, Panarin scoring the overtime goal? Laughing. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, my best friend is a diehard Penguins fan. Like, oh, as, that's much bad. A, as much of a Penguins fan as you we should are find Panthers better friends. Fans. Yeah, you should. I mean, look, he was the he was my co-captain on on, on UM. Like, well, I don't know why he was a captain. Because he was damn good, and we won a national championship together. So he's my yeah. best friend. That's what it is. Yeah, but yeah, an A. I mean, look at the avalanche. Fair. McKinnon wears the A, you know? But, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, part of me was like, oh, geez, yeah, Crosby's out. Part of me was feeling bad for my friend Brad. Part of me was like, great. Now all the uh, non-analytical dumbasses are going to be like, see, all you need is heart to win in the playoffs. <laughs> the, and, of course, And the New Larry York Brooks, Post delivered. Larry Brooks, New York baby. Post delivered. Ah, Brooksy. always count on Larry Brooks to have a shitty take about analytics. Ah, Brooksy. <laughs> But it was like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't the fact that you got to play against a fourth string goalie. It wasn't the fact that Crosby missed a game and a half. I know we, we all shit on Crosby here because he's a bitch, but <laughs> still kind of an important player. Yeah, and he, he missed a, a game series. And, he missed know? a game and a half in this series. Like those all of those things happened. But no, it's heart the reason the Rangers won. Yeah. Like, before we before we leave the subject, because I feel like we're about to, I don't understand why people are no, like you're oh, about the, to. The Rangers, the Hurricanes could go either way. Like, no, the Hurricanes are going to win that quickly. Sure, sure uh, will. No, see, TJ, here's the thing, though. I agree. The Hurricanes should win it quickly, but it could go either way, depending on one person in particular. That one person being Igor Shesterkin. Yeah, and one person wearing pads. But, oh my goodness, that matchup. Okay, Andre Miller versus Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yes. my God. I am so excited oh. for the Rangers versus, or yeah, for the Rangers versus Tony D'Angelo. I hope they beat this. I'm not excited. I'm not racist. I don't think beat it's Carolina happen. has Max Domi and Tony D'Angelo. Beat the fuck out of that racist. Beat him down. I, Thank I, you. I, I mean, we all we all kind of said it with uh, the last series of Boston and uh, Carolina, where it's like. Yeah, if there's one person in the NHL Marshawn can take a run at and everyone's just going to be like, yeah, no, that looked clean to me. It's uh, it's Tony D'Angelo. Now with Andre sure. Miller, like, no, like, go off. Like, put lead in your stick and decapitate him. Sharpen the blade. Brian Reeves. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's got to be Miller. It's got to be Miller. Yeah, but, hit him like TJ Oshie hit Sam Bennett. Yeah. Just uh, anything you want. And it's like, no, nah, man, I saw nothing. And Dude, I think the referees your... are the same way. Like, nobody likes him. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> no. And nobody should. No. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Fucking racist. Stealing a man's first ever gold puck, like, regardless of all the racial undertones, like, you're a shitty person just for that. Then add all the stuff that you are a racist. Like, just fuck yourself, Tony D'Angelo. Game four, yeah. like, just the general way he behaved. Like, y- you can make the argument plot with plausible deniability that like that stuff is in the past, but then you see what he did in game four, like mm. where he threw the stick. It's like, yeah. cl- clearly he hasn't changed that much, you know? No, 
We don't probably know about the, the rest of the stuff, but clearly yeah. he hasn't changed that much. Yeah, he was probably at the insurrection too. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he was asked about it in a press conference when he I signed. Think, yeah, he was. I thought that was funny. <laughs> That's that's quality journalism. At NYR fans six two four three eight two four eight six one nine or whatever the fuck it is. Where where was Tony D'Angelo during Charlottesville inquiring why Biden's one time? Oh yeah, that that's that's more likely. I feel like. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Just right, so you speak- will not replace us. So yeah. speaking of racist, Tampa Bay is the upcoming opponent for the Panthers in this series. <laughs> what was that transition? <laughs> you know, was, Roy, it's a moving on situation. Roy, <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy you, you know what you need to say right now. What's that? Two Americas? <laughs> oh, awkward transition. Uh, transition. <laughs> there Look, I'm trying to take a shot at Tampa because... They don't have a population that says, uh, you know, diverse and tolerant as uh, uh, we do in South Florida. I don't think that's really up for debate. No, well, I'm just trying to take a shot at a racist right now. That's all. Let's take a look at how they voted in the gubernatorial election. And uh, the entire county was blue, though. Was it? (laughs) Anyway, the P in PTP now stands for politics. (laughs) That's true. That's true. No, all the metropolitan counties where the big cities are all blue. Everywhere else is red. And you know where that is. Gainesville. Yeah, it's up there. Well, Gainesville itself probably because of the college students were. No, I think Gainesville's so blue. No, Gain- Gainesville. Gainesville's blue. North of that. Yeah, the Panhandle. Yeah. And well, west like, of that. Everything yeah. outside of Gainesville is not blue, but the Gainesville itself is very blue. Yeah, College Town bubble. Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. So regardless of whether or not Tampa is all oh, that racist, what a doozy that was! I uh, think transition. we have a, an upcoming <laughs> hockey series to talk about now, please. Transition. Yeah. <laughs> can I not take a shot at the city that we're playing in the fucking playoffs? You can you, take yeah, you a tried. shot. Go for it. But boy, was that a shot! Trump supporters in Tampa. Yeah. There, there's some. <laughs> Look. Let, let's let's start. Salami does not go on Cuban sandwiches. Tampa. Oh my yeah, god, that's awful. Bunch of idiots. Uh, Tampa sorta. fans will come back at you and say, well, the Cuban sandwich was invented in Tampa. And to that, I say, go fuck yourselves. It was perfected in Miami. That's right. Wasn't it invented in Cuba? Like, by default, it has to be? Like, no, they don't, they don't eat Cuban those sandwiches sandwich. in Cuba. Are you kidding me? They don't have bread. Well, this is meat, an American sandwich. Cheese. They don't dip it in coffee. Cubans actually do dip everything. In oh, they do? We, I, did, I, I, we I, did invent that shit. I yeah, do dip do, yeah. my pastelitos in coffee. I've never dipped a Cuban sandwich in coffee. Just to give it bread. Just to give it bread. The pantostado and Cuban toffee, coffee, like that's a staple. Mm-hmm. I'll try that next time I get Cuban. Yeah. So, awkward transition. I Again. think that the number one thing to talk about it going into this series is the health of Braden Points. He's been less listed as doubtful for game one after. Did he leave game seven or did he come yes. back and play? He left game seven. Okay. Yeah, he did not take another. Or he made it take one shift. He took one shift after that hit and then never came back. Yeah, it's, it's classified as a lower body injury, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was speculated to be a high ankle sprain, which is what Ekblad supposedly is playing with right now or maybe got over. Uh, that was a decently long recovery. So it's the hockey playoffs, which means that he could be gone for the rest of the series, as we saw Tom Wilson was immediately after getting injured in game one, or he could be back in game two and not really be – uh, limited in terms of ice time, and it will come out later how limited he was in terms of the injury. What what impact does this make upon the series, guys? Uh, well, I, I can tell you, he could probably end up being like Matt Dumba, who played with a punctured lung uh, yeah. uh, and a Gosh. broken a broken yeah. rib. 
I mean, that old story about Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. in the 2013 finals. Yeah, because it was the one that they won. So no, no I think it, I think they 11. lost to the. It was 20. Uh, no, I think, I think they lost to the Blackhawks. I'll look that up though. In the meantime, yeah, but it was either 2011 or 2013. Yeah, but yeah. Either way, I, I I'm gonna take a different. I don't buy it. Why is he doubtful and not out? Playing. I'm, I games. think he's playing tomorrow. I think he's playing tomorrow. Uh, I will say though, I I do think it all evens out because Mason March probably isn't playing tomorrow either. And like when you like apples to apples, Braden Point, Mason Marchment, like come on, who are you really going to take? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, okay. Good, there and, you go. and you know, it kind of would be fitting that this year is is the Lightning dealing with a, a major injury issue, considering the Panthers didn't have Ekblad last year. So if the Lightning didn't have to, couldn't play with Point this year, it kind of cosmically even things out. And then you know, what, what is that, Roy? Uh, I, I, I just heard a Lightning fan saying that this is not going to be a series because Braden points out and he conveniently forgot about Ekblad's injury. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. No, of course. And, and I mean, look, it, it, it's getting ahead of ourselves to say the Panthers are going to win the series, whether or not point plays. I mean, I don't think it's debatable that if point misses most of the series, it heavily favors the Panthers. I mean, that's their number one center. Stamkos has had a, a bounce back year in terms of his overall play, but he's still up pretty much offense only winger at this point like Braden yep. Point is a top yep. 10 center in the NHL that yep. is a massive loss so I would put Point have... on the level of Barkov like you could say that Barkov's better I think they're on the same level though thank you yeah but I mean Nick Paul is now their second line center who's had a had a good series is he really yeah he took like, okay like, like, I can't today. be that incredulous because he did score both goals in the series clinching game against Toronto which were like, his only goals in the series Nick there there's only playoff goals in his career right because you know he was a senator they don't play right. in the playoffs. That's correct. Isn't he a, uh, a duck also? I don't think so. They I'm mixing that Nick up Ritchie. with one of the other, like Nate Paul or Brett Ritchie. Or, like, I think you're they, mixing up with Brett Ritchie. Yeah, those are two yeah, completely different Brett names. Brett Ritchie, yeah. Nate Paul, and Nick Paul. Like Those three are all one person to me. Jeez, yeah, you're confusing with Aaron Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, like when that's your second-line center, it matters. Like The Panthers' second-line center, depending on – is Sam. Sam Bennett, who's, you know, yes, we all had our issues with Sam Bennett, but there's no debate that he's better than Nick Paul. And if, you know, if it's not Sam Bennett, it's going to be Claude Giroux, which again, there's no debate. He's better than Nick Paul, or it could be Sam Reinhart, who there's so no wait, debate. Is Anthony Sorelli playing 1C right now? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I take Barkov over Sorelli. That's a matchup. Well, that, that yeah, definitely us. Barkov over Sorelli. You take, you take Bennett over Paul. That's a matchup that favors us. You take Anton Lundell over whoever the fuck their third line center is at this point. Nick Paul? Yeah, I don't even care who it is. Oh, wait, Nick Paul is 2C, right? Um, Pierre Edward Belmar? I don't know, man. Is it? Man. Who's the lightning beat, right? He's a good unless fourth they do line something, center. Unless they do something like moving Stamkos Joe, back Joe to Smith center while point is Is out. the athletic one? And I know Joe Smith sounds like a name that I made up, but it's actually his name. Because yeah, I know he tweeted out the lines today, and I wanted to pull them up. I wouldn't be surprised if John Cooper like made Stamkos the center again while Braden Point is out, just to spread out the lines a little bit. Yeah, their centers down down the line: Sorelli one, Paul two. Is it Riley Nash? Yeah, that's Riley Nash. Riley Nash. Wow. Yeah, and- Riley Nash hates hockey. 
I will tweet that again. I will I will send out that tweet again or just retweet myself. Well, so does so does Riley Sean Nash hates hockey. So He's one Sean of Cooper. the most low event players in the league. Yeah, wow. and then his Pierre Marc sole goal is to make sure nothing happens on either. Oh, end. so this is going to be a miserable series. Based on that lineup, this is going to be a miserable series to watch because Tampa is going to trap, 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 more trap, trap again, and wait to score on the power play. Yeah, but it's going to be hilarious when Sam Reinhardt just fucking walks Riley Nash <laughs> and sets up Anton Lundell for four hat tricks in a row on the en route to the Panthers sweep. I mean, they're going to they're going to trap so hard. I don't know if it's going to be more than two goals in a single game. And I mean, by but, both teams. But TJ brings up a point, a pretty good point. There's a, you know, especially if points not playing, there's a very high likelihood we see the one three one trap for another series. This time there are, only, like, there are only so many lines that Tampa can roll that can do that effectively, though. You expect said, like the Sorelli. I, I, I thought uh, all those lines can do the yeah, one three one. I guess if yeah, I mean, we just watched I almost, Washington. That's almost it. makes it upsetting that Braden Point is out because you wouldn't make Braden Point trap. Well, it is upsetting in the sense that like he's good at hockey, and I wouldn't want to wish injury upon him. But I mean, it is advantageous. I'll put it that way. We just saw the likes of Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Nick Backstrom. And Evgeny Kuznetsov all play the one-three-one trap better than anyone could have ever expected. Yeah, none of these guys are defensive stalwarts. But those are all, yeah, those are. Tampa also mm, plays the trap, don't they? Pretty good defensively. He was pretty good defensively. He's just not that good in general. Research to do. I love my (laughs) open tabs right now. My open tabs right now are a guitar tab that I was or chord chart, uh, Facebook to give myself the Zoom link. Zoom, U.S. population by gender, NHL franchise values, team season totals from natural stat trick, the Hillsborough County election results from presidential <laughs> election in 2020. Uh, and what, what was I going to Oh, right. I'm going to Evolving Hockey to look up how effective Nicholas Backstrom is defensively. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're, but we're, but we're about day to in the see, life of Panther Purry. <laughs> but we're about to see a much better team play the neutral zone trap against the Panthers. And if the Panthers can play like they did in the second half of game five and most of game six, I think they'll be fine. It's You're just, right, Alex. I have, a, I, have a, now. I have a question. Is it a much better team if they don't have Braden Point? Are we sure that yes. it's a much better team? Yes. Are, are we sure? Kucherov is better than anything. I mean, be- Ovi. Kucherov and Ovi kind of cancel out. No. Kucherov is way better than Ovi at this point in their career. Ooh. Overall, yeah. sure, but like I said, yeah, but now that I think about it, Ovi had a monster season. Ovi had a yeah, but he was Ovi was in the running for the rocket. He also doesn't have the quality yeah, that's of teammate he... that Kucherov has. He plays with point like the whole time. Yeah. Okay. But then moving Nikita on. Kucherov is gonna suck without Braden Point. I mean, okay. No, I'm just gonna spend this whole podcast trying to piss off as many Tampa fans that are that may listen to this as possible. That's but like cool. Victor he- Victor Hedman, like that's yeah, certainly the, a good argument. Yeah, Victor Hedman. I mean, Hedman's better than they can roll out defensively. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I think Sergachev is like Carlson. They're they're pretty. But that's their players. number two, not their number one. Like Jan Ruda, like Ryan McDonough, like the the quality, especially on Tampa's defense compared to what Washington put up against the Panthers, is N- so much. Mister Hairflip, Calfoot. Yeah, Calfoot actually has impressed me. I thought he's a he good was, player. Yeah. Yeah, but he was supposed to be just a guy. Like, I mean, yes, he was a first-round draft pick, but for a while, like, he looked like he was a replacement-level player. I was impressed with him in that uh, Toronto Toronto series. Don't forget about Tampa's uh, 
version of Tom Wilson, which is uh, Fat Pat. Yeah, I, I, that is insulting to Tom Wilson to compare Pat Maroon to him. Well, well of course, but that would be you're right. Pat Maroon guy. is Tampa's version of T.J. Oshi. Oh my God. <laughs> Gonna have to think of a guy that doesn't play on Washington because that's about as good as Pat Maroon is. <laughs> but yeah, again, it's if I, I think the Panthers are looking at another series of playing the one-three-one trap, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to respond to it again. The power play needs needs to be at its regular season level. You are not gonna make it through this series. Uh, with a, a power play less than 20%. It's just not going to happen. You it's, also have to there's be There's no lower way than... that the power play is going to come up so dry for so long, though. I agree. I'm just saying, like, it can't, like, it, from game one tomorrow, the power play has to be back. You cannot survive this thing without, without power play goals. I think that penalty killing is actually going to be more important in this series because that's how they mm-hmm. lost yeah. last yep. year. You yep. cannot give more than... 40 give up a goal on more than 40 percent of the power plays you give to tampa bay like you will just die it doesn't matter how much you dominate play if if you just give up a goal every time you get a penalty kill well that's what happened last year yeah right and they did die they did yeah it was a death i'm wondering how uh uh, anthony declare is going to end up playing in this series um because as you know game six he was uh in the press box wearing a suit so well, I'm I'm sure he's going to do better. He looks great in a suit. Yep. Yeah, he's the got a tailor. Dude. Yeah, not bad. But I want to see his hair. I want to see him wearing a helmet. Yeah, True. I do but think he looks better on the ice. Yes. He is going to be wearing a helmet tomorrow. I think the Tampa series fits him better, assuming it's not a one-three-one traffic. If it is, we might see only declare for one game. I also like thinking about it. I know I tweeted out that like via yeah, game six in a playoff series isn't the time to be sending a message, but. In an elimination game, like, you know that Washington is just out for blood. So, like, I looking back on that, I'm not sure that was sending a message to Anthony Duclair. I really think that that was, here's a guy who hasn't been good, and we need someone who can Agitate. deal with what Washington's going to be trying yeah, to I do mean, tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it became evident to Brunette, not necessarily, like, it was a conscious thing that he was doing. It's like, all right, I need to bench Duclair in order to do X, Y, Z. It's just he found himself later in these playoff games, feeling out the way the game was going and not sending out Duclair for those critical shifts. He didn't want to do it for whatever reason. So I think that's why he ended up kind of coming to the conclusion that like, all right, I feel a little bit more conf- confident with Ron- in Lomberg, which, you know, you can judge the you know merits of that argument if you want to. I, I certainly would have a problem with it on some level. But like, it, that was a guy I feel like he was more comfortable with playing bigger minutes in a game like that. And he, and he was rewarded for it. Hey, he was rewarded for it. It paid off. Lombard scored. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it was as much to sending a message to declare or punishing declare rather than like, Hey, declare's not playing well. We need, we need someone who can agitate Lombard. You're in declare you're sitting and, and it worked. And it, it clearly wasn't a message because declares back in t- tomorrow night. And like with Duclair, if he's not putting up points, if he's not generating offense, which he really wasn't doing, that's that's all he does. Like, you know, there are good defensive players on this team at forward, you know, obviously Barkov, but some other guys like Marchman are good defensive players. Anthony Duclair is not. 
one of those players. And he had a 30 goal season. So you don't need him to be, he's making $3 million scoring 30 goals. So anything you get on the defensive end is just a bonus. Yeah. No, you do Claire's in for game one. Like that's just, he's going to play with Huberto and Bennett, the return were, of the nine on one line. Right. They, they need to start, you know, piling on the goals that they didn't the way they did in the regular season. Otherwise they're going to be out of their comfort zone. And it's going to be very difficult for them to win out of their comfort zone against a team that will be in its ultimate comfort zone in the playoffs. True. Tampa's reign will come to an end. Like they're not going to win three straight. And it would be so poetic for the Panthers to be the ones to do it. Well, I, I think I saw a stat somewhere like the last four teams going for a three-peat all lost in the second round the next year. So I generally hate stats like that because every year and every team is different. I generally speaking, I hate like versus this team in his career stats. Yeah. Because every team is different year to year. It's not like you're consistently like a core, sure, but like it's dumb. And something like that is is dumb. I think that it's applicable though in the sense that like we're talking about a team that is not particularly deep and is now mm-hmm. like going to be the least rested team in the league. God. And awkward transition. And Who is in X Factor for Tampa Bay in this series, do you think? Vasilevsky. Vasi, yeah. Well, that's another thing yeah. that we could talk about, because like, what, what version of Vasi are we getting? Because it felt like in the first five games, he was very mortal. And game, in game six, he was mortal for two periods. Five games is all we need. And then game seven. I'm, we're going to get big pads, Vasi. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict God Vasi until we don't, because... That's the that best way not gets, to get hurt. Yeah. One is the best way not to get hurt. And two, this like this guy has shown us again and again. He just gets better as the playoffs go on, not wears down. So if there's anyone on that team who's going to defy the amount of hockey they played over the last two years, it's him. That man's body is going to collapse one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those pads are heavy. So, you know, like he's, he's got the biggest pads in the league. So, you know, it's almost illegal. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh Definitely uh, going to wear him out. Ugh. Oh, Roy, with the illegal pad take. He did say almost. I mean, I'm trying to piss people off here. I'm sorry. Right. Roy knows I mean, what the goal is. But Roy understood the assignment. Yes. Uh, Alex already answered this question. Deep down, how many games do the rest of you think Braden Point is going to play in this series? I think he's back in game two. Because I... if Matt Dumba is going to be – if Matt Dumba is able to play with a punctured lung and a broken rib – and uh, Braden Point can play with whatever he has. I, I think that's the most likely scenario. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it's like a Tom Wilson type thing where they kind of make gestures to, oh, you know, he could be back for the next game. And then it comes out at the end of the series, like, oh, yeah, he, he was going to be out for the rest of the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is what they were doing with Wilson. Like, he, it came out, and there were rumors about this around the time of game three, I believe. Maybe it was game four that he was not going to be coming back for, in the playoffs no matter what, but those rumors they, ended up being right. Zing! Right. right yeah. yeah. And then yeah, the, yeah. the gestures they were making is like, Oh, he's day to day. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but I'm like 60% thinking he's going to be back in game two and he's going to be like at 70%. Yeah, th- there was one cl- asterisk. What I just said with, uh, I never want a player to get injured, but what goes Tom. around comes around Tom Wilson. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's annoying that people act like players are healthy when they're not. Right. Yeah, I mean, these playoffs are going to end, and we're we're going to get the laundry list of players from the Panthers who are injured. I'm sure we're going to we're going to get something with Ek, not only his Ek, for but his sure. back, Ekblad, Sherrod, Markov, yep. Forsling, because he's blocking Marchman, a bunch of shots. If he comes yeah. back, 
will probably not be coming back 100 percent yeah i mean that's that's the typical thing in the nhl and hornquist who seems like he's perpetually playing injured yeah yeah he's got the old lebron lines like i'm never going to be 100 percent again that's hornquist yep. yeah did you just use a lebron line to talk about hornquist <laughs> like i get in context it makes sense it's just funny that the that those two there people is are in the an same arena sentence. in which you can compare them. I did it. You know what? I stand by it. It's impressive, honestly. And, you know, on the topic of Vasilevsky being the X factor for Tampa, uh, I want to talk about the regular season on ice results between these two teams. Yes, Vasilevsky is going to need to be their X factor, is really what these things say. The Panthers won in pretty much every major metric. The Panthers yep. had a better Corsi for, a better Corsi against. Therefore, a better course four percentage. Same with Fenwick. Same with goals. I mean, at five on five, the Panthers dominated the season series. Dominated. Which is why they need to stay disciplined. Which is why they need to stay disciplined. And that's the next thing I wanted to talk about is you cannot repeat the mistakes of last playoffs. The cross-checks are not going to get called. The holding is not going to get called. Just like they weren't called against Washington. You cannot take retaliatory penalties. You cannot chase guys down and, and board them from behind because you're mad you didn't get a call your way. I'm talking to you, Jonathan Huberto, talking to you, Sam Bennett, as, as you guys definitely listen to this podcast. Like, for sure. Don't shoot your don't shoot equipment at other players. I'm talking to you, Anthony Duclair. Yes, and for those who don't understand, that is actually... He was just trying to give it back. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> you cannot shoot equipment, period, at an opponent. It does not matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter if the guy has the puck or not. It doesn't matter if you connect or not. You cannot do that. But if you start taking retaliatory penalties and your penalty kill isn't damn near perfect, you will lose this series. And your penalty kill will not be perfect against Tampa. Nope. 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 Not be any 0 for 18s. You got to play the ref game with them as much as you play the actual game because they're the best at the ref game in the league. And I don't think anybody else is even in their their league. I think that they're in a tier of their own playing the ref game. We saw it in the last series. I don't know how in the world they got that interference call on what would have been a John Tavares goal in game seven when that has happened in the series at several occasions yeah. in the lightning's favor that did not get called. They're the best at it in the league. So you, you got to figure out a way to neutralize the ref game also. And, and you know, know this I was is watching saying, I was watching the Steve Dangle video about that game. Sorry, TJ, but like Steve Dangle made a very good point about the John Tavares goal or no goal rather the rest for that game were Wes McCauley and someone else who has also done a thousand plus NHL games and like 200 plus playoff games. Like, and the point that Steve made was this is the best that the NHL has to offer. Like these, these are the most experienced, most fair, most whatever refs that the NHL has. And they still blew that call. There are years and years of evidence that suggests beyond random chance that Tampa gets all the bad calls in their favor. And I think that it's for a reason. I think it's because they're the masters of the dark arts in this league. They're doing voodoo. Uh, is that what's going on over here? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It's kind of the same thing as the Patriots. It's when you're already that much better than almost everybody else. Anytime a bad call goes in your favor, you're going to go punish the team because the adage, not not to you know defend officiating because everyone knows I fucking hate officials, but 
Well, I mean, I'm I'm the most outspoken about it. I, I'm just laughing about. Uh, I don't remember which game recap it was. I couldn't make it because I was traveling last week. Whatever um, recap it was, just, it was probably TJ Luxmore as a ref. I, I just remember no, actually the, the game that TJ Luxmore ref was the most well officiated game. Uh, but no, there was that one game in particular where TJ was like, "All right, when do you want to do the recap?" And your response, Alex, was like, "I'm just gonna yell about the ref, the refs for 20 minutes." <laughs> If you're cool with that, we can do the recap. Whenever. I think it was the game three recap. It was the, yeah, it was we the didn't after have, game. We didn't end up doing it because there was something going on. I think it was, it was Mother's Day. It yeah, was it was Mother's, Mother's Day. Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was invited to that. I had to, I had to go to Mother's Day dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, like, yeah, it is. Well, first off, the only good officiating game in the season, the series was TJ Luxmore's game, which was shocking. However, yeah. he actually didn't make it to the second round of the playoffs, he got cut. And it's apparently from, because he officiated the game four of Toronto Tampa and did a shit tier job, which should surprise nobody. So him and his partner, Dan O'Rourke, is he still on the, Dan O'Rourke made it through. Surprisingly, you know, who made it through is the linesman from game one. I'm shocked at that, but whatever. Uh, But again, going back to my point of playing devil's advocate, you only remember the calls that go against you where something bad happens. And unfortunately for the Panthers against the Capitals, there were a bunch of calls that went against the Panthers and a lot of bad things that happened. And Tampa is the same way. They get a bad call their way. And because they're so damn good, they punish you for it. It's the same thing with the Patriots. Like they got the tuck rule, they scored, they won. And, you know, every time they get a bad call, like remember the perfect season where it was that game against the Ravens where they were just getting outplayed and they just got flag after flag that they did not deserve in terms of in their favor and all of a sudden they're winning the game. And it's like, but that's what good teams do. They take bad calls that go their way, and they bury you for it. And Tampa is the master of that. Oh, so, so did you think that the game one Kyle Clifford hit was a five-minute major? Yes. Okay, never mind, because I didn't. And Toronto still won that game 5 nothing. I mean, was, I thought it was very similar to what happened with Ryan McDonough and Anthony Duclair in game one of last year's series. That should have been five in a game. Yeah, should have. It should have been five in a game. So there you go. I, I, I can't remember who it was preseason was talking about. It was like, yeah, the, the, the Panthers lightning series had the most uncalled cross checks in NHL history for a six game series. And it's I like, think it oh, was yeah. um, Scott Burnside. Uh, was, maybe. I think yeah. it was Scott Burnside. But yeah. Tampa, like they know how to play the officials. They know they're going to bury you if you retaliate. So the Panthers need to be ready for it. They, they weren't ready for it early on in the series against uh, the no, Capitals. Not. You know, you had a lot of retaliatory dumb penalties taken, but they cleaned it up for games five and six. They need to clean it up starting tomorrow again, or you will lose the series. Absolutely. Anything else that we haven't really covered yet? I, I think we've pretty much gotten to everything in terms of the Tampa, Florida matchup specifically. Uh, Carter Verhege for Con Smythe. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it's uh, yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. Unless you give it to Bob. Well, we'll see if Bob. I, they up. are. They are. They have. They. Those are the Panthers' two front runners right now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's Carter and Bob. Yeah. There's no one else even like. Like I, I put out my quote unquote top five Panthers players. I would give the Con Smythe to after round one, and like there were three other players on the list, but like really, it's Carter or it's Bob. Yeah, you definitely need Bob in this series. I mean, I know that's the most obvious statement in the world, but like. You can't get goaltending like Look, you got Bob last had year. Bob a good series against Washington. He didn't no, have he six didn't. good games, but overall he had a good series. I, well, I, think, look, I mean, look at it this way. We're going to see Spencer Knight regardless because True. Sunday and Monday. Back to back. 
can we spend a minute on that? I don't know, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I don't think we – I mean, considering there's no travel, I would assume we get Bob back-to-back. As, I think so, yeah. Who's Tampa's backup goalie right now? McElhaney? No. no, Elliot. Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott. Really? Yes. There's no shot Elliott plays. It's going to be vast. He's also had, it like, an okay year. He hasn't been that bad. But I, I think – I mean, as – you know, we're all very upset about the schedule, which we've already gone over at length. But in terms of on ice – I think the back-to-back favors the Panthers. Yeah, because they're the deeper team. They're yeah. the deeper team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Rossi's got less miles on him this year. I mean, it's almost certainly going to be Bob in both games, Vassy in both games. I mean, I could see a situation where Spencer gets the start, but that's only if, like, Bob shits the bed or gets nicked up, and then, you know, he doesn't have that day of rest. But, like, I think the Panthers on the second day of a back-to-back are in a much better position than the Lightning. They've yeah. got more depth. The, their goalie's got less miles on it. Like, I think the Panthers have an advantage. There. Hey, hey, Braden Point playing at 70%. You want to play your second hockey game in 36 hours? Go for it. Doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. And that, and that's another thing. Uh, game three is going to probably have the worst ice any of them have played on all season, considering there is a concert less than 18 hours before. I mean, the Rages went through that game seven because they had a Billy Joel concert, and that ice was bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Now add South Florida weather. Well, not South Florida, Tampa weather. Florida weather, regardless. Yeah. Florida I mean, heat. A concert, a concert the night before, and then a game at 1 30. Because remember, the game is on at 7. You had a concert that starts probably around 8 39 on, on Saturday, uh, Friday night, and then a game at 1 30. Yeah, that afternoon. takedown is going to start at like midnight, probably. Best case yeah. scenario. Best case scenario. So, yeah, it's going to be awful. Is- that favors Tampa. That I do agree favors Tampa. It favors the less talented team. Well, not because they're less talented, because what they do doesn't necessarily rely upon like slinging together a bunch of passes. Yeah, if you're going to play the one-three-one trap, bad ice is in your favor because bad ice creates turnovers. Yep. The more disciplined team is going to have the advantage in Game Three. And I'm not I'm not looking forward to it, but you know, maybe they surprise us like. That that's certainly what logic would suggest, but I mean, you kind of got to throw away logic in the playoffs because logic also suggested that the Maple Leafs would kind of beat up the Lightning on the underlying numbers, and it was actually quite a close series. Like the way it pretty much way it went the way it was supposed to, other than that, like if the Leafs didn't win the first game five nothing and spread out their domination across the other six, they would have won the series because they were the slightly better team, but that's because they were so much better in game one. And then in the rest of the six games, the lightning were slightly better and that was enough to get them over the line. That's why it's seven individual games and not a composite. Right. Um, Do do you guys want to spend time talking about the others? The, you know, just like a second or two talking about each of the other series. I mean, what's the point? Okay. (laughs) Our, our esteemed guest friend of the podcast, Roy Bellamy for the Dan Levin. We already talked about the Penguins losing. The only thing I do want to ask about is who will the Panthers be playing in the Eastern conference final? Actually, you know what? Actually, I I want to bring this up because again, the Rangers are playing a racist and I really hope that the Rangers do end up winning, but they're not. Carolina is a much better team. Much better. Yeah. And it doesn't really have that much to do with Tony D'Angelo because he's a third pairing defenseman and he doesn't have to, you know, get exposed for the awful defender that he is. Yes. He's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. 
Uh, I'm going to say Caroline in six just because Igor Shosturkin is yeah. that good. You know, he's he's become more mortal as the season's gone on because shockingly enough, he's wearing down. But I'm, I'm still going to say he steals two games. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And actually, on the subject, going back to the Panthers series, do we think that this is going to be a long series? Do, do yes, we... absolutely. This is going seven. Yeah, it's going seven. I think it's going seven as well. I want to say Panthers in six just to be different. I think they get the first. I think they split here. Split into basically the same as it's going to be uh, a best of three. Yeah, series. it's going to be a best of three. Yeah, split. But I think they get they win tomorrow, lose Thursday, lose game three, win game four, win games five. And it's, six. it's like last year in the sense that game one is potentially the biggest game of the series. And it's not often that you say that you might think it in hindsight sometimes, but game one is the biggest game of the series because if the Panthers can't win with Braden Point either like at his most diminished or not playing, I personally think he's not going to play, then like they don't really have a prayer in the series. Unless point I don't know about the word back at all. I don't know about the word prayer, but it definitely is a bad sign. It's a bad sign and it gives the Tampa a huge jolt if they can steal game one without Braden. Yeah. So game one tomorrow at FLA Live Arena. No Braden point. Gotta take that. You have to win like, it. Yeah, yeah that's yep. without point in Florida's arena. Like that's that shifts everything Tampa's way if they can take that game. Everything. Thank you, NHL, for putting us up against the heat and making ticket sales harder. Thank you, ESPN, for screwing up all that royally. That's great. I I personally don't think it's going to make much of a difference in terms of what happens in the arena. I think that the Panthers fans that were going to go to the game or thinking about it are still going to go. With the exception of the press box will be a little bit less populated because a bunch of people are going to be going to FTX instead. But the atmosphere is going to be just as loud. the The tickets will sell just as well, in my opinion, because it's there's still a lot of blue left available. There's st- in the upper deck. There's still well, a lot because the tickets available. went on sale a day ago or whatever it was, Friday. Yeah, yeah we'll see. That we'll see. that will get taken care of by the time tomorrow rolls around. I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, Roy, you've barely talked to any Panthers hockey today on multiple podcasts. Why don't you get the last word for us? Uh, yeah, Panthers in seven. Um... Panthers in six, really, but Panthers in six. Panthers going to the conference final, right? Let's 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 just get that out of the way right now. Um, highly confident in this team, and uh, they better win game one with Braden Point not playing. Otherwise, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. And that's it. Roy, where can everyone find you, even though everyone already knows where to find you if you listen Love it's our show because Miami Montgomery and Company, wherever you find your podcast. Okay, goodbye. as the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company Go to iHeartResults.com for more.